Rising up, back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast, the podcast brought to you by Dakpack alums who know all locations around the world where white genocide is being committed. But first, we discuss Drexel basketball. With me today, I have Marshall Fleming. Yo. Uh, Nick Contrieri. What up, Playboy? Bill Martin. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today. We have Preston Carter, another Dakpack alum from the original founding days. How's it going, Preston? What's up? <laughs> And I am your host, Leon McCotton. This is episode four of the 2016-2017 season. And we have not four, but five games to cover today. Lots, and lots to talk about. Yep, lots, lots of, of games to talk about. First game we had out there was the Drexel St. Joe's game, uh, which uh, we had some predictions on. And I think the only one that actually predicted a win was Nick and Trieri. And I still think I was correct, because we were... Are you Trump? No. Actually, we're not correct. You can't just distort the facts. We had, if Overton would have played. No, I did not know Overton was not going to play that game. I would have changed my prediction. Okay. But, you know, if Overton would have played, we lost by one point. We were in, you know, we had that game. We blew it at the end. We played well enough to win. They hit a lucky free throw that bounced high off the back rim and went in. But um, still I, I still count that. I'm still perfect on the year. Because <laughs> <laughs> so if Overton would have played, then we would have won. We, we lost by one point. The facts were different. You yeah. have been correct. Yeah. <laughs> so so facts you almost lottery. won the lottery. You, I've predicted you correctly. You're one we'll, number we'll, go, off we'll go lottery. to the next. We'll you're go still I've correctly predicted every game. By that theory, then I'm also counting me as correct. Because... I think we're all correct. I, I, no, I, I think I was most correct, correct because I, I was on the fence. I yeah. said I really wanted to predict a win, mm. but I didn't think we would do it. So I think I was more correct even than Nick's post-facto correct shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so the Drexel St. Joe's game, uh, I guess, Nick, you went win at the Drexel St. Joe's game, loss at Ryder, a correct. win against Kane and correct. Quinnipiac, correct. and a loss at Penn. Correct. And you got all of them right except for the St. Joe's game. So you're, I think, still leading the charge over there. Marshall, you went a loss at St. Joe's, a loss at Ryder, both of which were correct, and a win at Kane and Quinnipiac, and a win at Penn. So in hindsight, I wish that I didn't predict an outcome at all for Kane because at the time I forgot that they weren't a D1 school, mm-hmm. and I just don't acknowledge when we don't play D1 schools anymore. <laughs> So even though I got that, so you're right such an elitist. Yeah, any, and I, that's why I didn't watch the game. I could have watched the game, and we'll get to that later. But yeah. I didn't watch the game because they weren't D one, and I want to erase the fact, even though I was right, that my prediction was uh, made for that game. We really shouldn't be playing non D one teams unless we play in like that Great Alaska Shootout where just you're forced to play. Exactly. Like, you want to play a non D one team during the regular season? Make it a closed gym scrimmage. I was surprised that the ESPN still counts that on the record, though. Non D one. I don't know if it counts oh. in your RPI. Or yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't I'm count. sure it doesn't, it doesn't count against your RPI. The one game I was okay with us ever playing non D one was that it was actually the first game I ever went to when we were playing Florida Gulf Coast, but they were in a transition year of yeah, becoming D one, okay. and they made the tournament for us. <laughs> that too. Um, so, we helped them. Yeah, we helped them. We did. We did. Get to that point, Bill. You and a loss at St. Joe's, a lot loss at Ryder, a win at Quinnipiac. Win a versus Keen uh, and a loss at Penn. I think you got the perfect. Yeah, I think actually, other than the Niagara game, we've pretty much been falling into like we lose the teams we should lose to, and we beat teams we should beat. Other than Niagara, Niagara, I thought we should beat, but they just were on fire that game. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty much falling where I think it should. I don't know if it'll, it'll continue there, but that's how it's been so far. So, Bill got the perfect score. Uh, myself, I think I had the worst score. I had, I had a loss at St. Joe's, a win at Ryder. It's very mm-hmm. hopeful, uh, even though we haven't been able to win at that uh, wonderful high school gym in a long time. Uh, and we, I had a loss against Quinnipiac, another win against Penn. So, hopeful. I picked the games where I was hopeful that we'd be able to beat the team that we're not ready to beat yet. Yeah. Probably. Um, so, with that, I think, Bill, you won this round. That's right. Even though I'm sure Nick thinks he won. <laughs> we had St. Joe's in the bag. And I didn't know Overton wasn't playing. If Overton played... Neither did Bill. I mean, look at what Overton... We're in the, <laughs> Overton played great tonight. I mean, we'll talk about Penn last probably, but... Uh, I think we if we would have had him... <laughs> so the, stick with So the Drexel St. Joe's game was the first game after the, our last recording, and I think it was probably, out of these games, 
the closest loss. We right. controlled the whole game, from what yeah. I remember. Yeah, you did. We did control the game. Yeah, they. You know, they um, I think they took a lead in the second half, and we thought we were going to blow it. And then we retook the lead, and we thought we were going to win, and we re-blew it. Well, if they I remember hit. correctly. Well, um, Newkirk came alive in the second yeah, half. Yeah, Newkirk hit like that, that shot in the lane and drawing the foul, uh, and put them ahead by one on that old on the old school. Three point play, and then they went ahead, and that was it. I remember Carey got completely shut down. Rodney oh, had a huge yeah, game. That game. Rodney did have a huge game. He's having a great year, but at the end of that game, what happened? I mean, we, Kari couldn't get a shot off. Was essentially he actually yeah. had a couple terrible plays towards the end of the game that ended up costing us. I, I think you know, and I love Carey. Uh, I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say, but he's the kind of guy that he can be shut down. Like, you know, he's never going to be, like, I don't think he's he can do some of the things that Overton can do. He's never going to be, like, a number one scorer ever because he's just too, I, you know, I think he they, he was just coming off a huge game going into St. Joe's. They clearly did not let him get a shot off, an easy shot off, and he got completely shut down. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I think right now, like, he's kind of like Tim Whitworth-like in that he's best if he's open and has a set shot. And, like, Whitworth never could create his own shot. But I think he's got a little bit more than that already with, like, his ability to drive the ball a little bit. But right now, he can't create it at all. And we saw Sam Green in that game. I was thought he played first, pretty decent. Was that the first one that he got in? I think so. Or, like, actual minutes. I mean, he played before, but he didn't get an actual. But so. I don't think we saw him since. We saw him in St. No, Joe's. he got in against... Um, he did get in against uh, the King. King. Yeah, he played pretty well. He actually looks solid. I don't actually don't know why he's getting, not getting a few more minutes. He hit I would have threes. liked to see him today. He's big. He, he can play inside. He can, hmm? We didn't see him today. He didn't play at all today. Okay. No. He hasn't got any minutes in like significant games for the most part, unless we have some sort of situation where no one else is playing. I don't know why. He's better than Peck. Yeah. yeah. I'd play him before I'd play Peck. And at first we were wondering whether they were going to redshirt these guys or things like that. But, I mean, at this point, it's past no, redshirting. Redshirt. So, I don't know no, what's going like, on. He can threes. He's big. I mean, I don't you know think why he's get more going. minutes. You're right. No, going back to Kyrie's performance of the St. Joe's game, uh, what I was surprised the most at the St. Joe's game towards the end of the game is how we couldn't work the ball to Rodney at all. It seemed like yeah. uh, the scoring came down to either – uh, the, uh, either Kirk had the ball or Kyrie had the ball and neither of them could do anything with it. And you know what? I don't expect my freshman uh, to be able to, I guess, in that sort of a clutch situation, be able to produce that quickly. Yeah, you're asking a lot. And he had that one where he just held the ball and then he oh, threw yeah, up yeah. something and he got blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that was Kirk bad... Lee also got blocked. Kirk Lee also got blocked. It seemed like in the last few minutes of the game... We couldn't get the ball to probably the player that we should have gotten it to, which was Rodney, because he was having a good game, uh, and uh, he's our senior. Why wouldn't we get the ball to him? And he couldn't touch the ball. He couldn't get a shot off in the last three and a half minutes. Uh, he was probably having his best game of the season. We weren't even giving the ball. It didn't even look like we were looking to him. I don't know why. He had 29 and 10? Yeah, I mean, that's in the past. If that's a bruiser coach team, we're blaming bruiser. Not drawing up a play. Well, right? well, Marshall Marshall said this to me earlier too tonight. Like, if we go through this stretch of you know three minutes where we have these bad possessions, you know we'd be yelling at Bruiser, and I agree. But again, like I said to him at the game, it was fifteen years of that. <laughs> we saw like, yeah, like if we keep seeing it, yeah. I mean, I agree, but I think we've already seen that the offense is definitely better under Spiker so far. The defense isn't as good, but it actually in Bruiser's last couple of years, the defense wasn't very good either. But anyway. So that's St. Joe's. Maybe yeah, I would say there's another fun, a weird thing about the St. Joe's game. Just one last thing was it was one of the first games that we scored less points in the second half than the first half. Uh, it's uh, we had 38 in the first half and they ended up scoring 38 in the second. I mean, we let this one slip away. Yeah, we had this game. We did. It was a beatable St. Joe's team. I forget yeah. what was the most we were up late. I feel like we were up four late in the game. Like late in the game, like two. Like minutes I remember, left? like like two minutes left. We were okay. up four. Because I, I th- this was the worst loss of the three losses that we've mm-hmm. since podcast. This was the worst one because we really should have had it. We were never really close with Ryan. Is it the worst loss because you would have. Yeah, plus correctly. I predicted it. <laughs> no one. <laughs> but we had this game. We blew this game. I granted it's five games ago at this point, so I can't remember exactly what I was thinking. But I do, as I was watching it, 
remember thinking, like, this is an example of a game that I've seen Drexel lose many times over the last 10 years that I've been watching yeah, Drexel yeah. basketball. You're right. And that spans. I think I told you right before coaches. that last shot, I'm like, he's going to drive the lane, he's going to hit the shot. And he's going to be fouled. That's exactly what Newkirk did. <laughs> That's exactly what That's happened. exactly what Newkirk did. And, <laughs> and, and uh, the odd part was, and I think until that game, I had this fake sense of confidence that this isn't the Bruiser-Drexel team, where that won't happen, where there's a close game, that we've been leading the entire time. We're not going to lose in the last few minutes of the game. And that one kind of ch- kind of turned that on its head, where I was like, oh, we can, we can still do that. We're still capable of losing by one. Where it's actually a three-point play that ends up. Because uh, if it wasn't a three-point play, we, the game would have gone to probably OT. It went tied, yeah. And uh, actually, on the last play of the game, I think we. Well, I felt that Kari uh, he was fouled on the last yeah. play of the game, and, uh, and they, yeah. they oh, swallowed the he whistle. Oh, he got, was. Yeah, he got it looked like he was yeah hammered, and they just. Looked, we were up seventy-one sixty-seven with two minutes left. After Tyshawn Miles made that, like one looks like he threw it downwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we didn't score again. So. So with that, that was a tough loss to uh, St. Joe's. And after that, we had to travel all the way to Lawrenceville, New Jersey to play the wonderful Ryder Bronx. I do hate that gym. Yes, uh, that is, uh, I will always be scarred from that gym for having a six-year-old in front of me just trash talk me. There's, the there's nothing more to me than having a six-year-old just talk crazy I remember like a you. very large woman mm, talking. You would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Talking. Talking shit. Yeah, no, that did happen too. And they were I remember sitting elderly there. I, was, ladies. I don't know if Nick was there. I think it was just you and me. And we had this kid in front of us. And he was talking trash the entire time. And he couldn't do anything. No. Because it's you, a kid. You, you look like an asshole if you just start talking I trash say, to him. I punt him in the face. <laughs> I, I'd have to agree with Marshall. Yeah? Let me be sure. Like, this, is, this is the worst gym in the video. No, no, like, even better. Slap down or They have like a middle school like uh, stage where like you'd have like a... A Christmas performance, so like at Ryder, that's what they have over there. It's like that is a terrible, terrible gym. We must have all had bad fan experiences there because I went there for a game and there were little kids throwing M Ms and peanuts at me and some other uh, people I was sitting with. <laughs> no one likes Ryder, yeah. And I think we we're all and Ryder to... likes no one. <laughs> I think we we're all trying to talk about Ryder uh, as gym because we don't want to talk about the game because that was a tough loss. Uh, maybe an expected loss because they were, I guess, a better team at this point at least, but. Uh, they're just they're good in that a, gym, that crappy gym. They just shoot the lights out every year. We play them there. I don't, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, um, but I don't with, know if they're that great. With that being team. said, we were still like doing them. good in the first half. We were up forty-five to forty-one at the end of the first half. It was only uh, no, it was almost like the second game in a row where we couldn't outscore our first half performance in the second half, and we ended up uh, only scoring thirty-seven and losing to them eighty-two ninety. So. Uh, we can we can blame the gym, but you're right uh, in the sense that the last few minutes of the game, every time at that stadium or gym, it seems that we we struggle and they seem to play at a very different level. Do you know if that's the game that I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now? Overton was actually playing really well that game, and then he didn't play towards the end. I, I don't oh. know if that's when he got hurt or not. No, no, no. I, I remember this now. That was he the got technical. the taunting technical. Mm-hmm. I don't think Spiker put him back in. He didn't that. get put in after that. He was really playing well that game. Too. He was playing, but well. I don't know if it was just that because he was he didn't play the next game. He didn't play after that, so I don't know if maybe he That's got hurt true. somewhere too. He didn't play. Or if it was just a technical. Kane? He didn't play Kane at all. What was he I thought maybe he sat out Kane just because it was Kane, and he probably was still nursing the injury. I think he had a boot back on during that game. Yeah. That being said, you're right. Miles was having a great game at Ryder, mm-hmm. and he did get a, ta- a technical for taunting. Uh, and after that, we didn't see him in the game at all. So we couldn't. We needed him, but you know, I, you I respect. Really I respect uh, Spiker sticking his guns on that. I mean, it's not like we're looking at at large this year. You can really yeah. do whatever you'd like at this point this year. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Marshall. It's gonna be. I mean, it was a pretty. It was a pretty obvious taunting that he got. It was stupid. Um, from the grainy feed that I, what I could see through that. <laughs> he was obviously feed that I kept getting booted from. It was like four of us trying to use the same password and continuously get No, I actually had to purchase it separately after that because it kept booting people out. But even even the wonderful feed, you know, just to continue to talk crap on Ryder on everything but basketball, the number of like cameras they decided to just change to made no sense either. But uh, that was a tough loss. Anything else on the Ryder game, guys? Nope. Let's forget about it. Let's forget about it. Let's forget about it. Easily forgettable. Sounds like it. Great.
Now let's give the dedicated 30 seconds that uh, Marshall has promised to uh, Kane. Kane. All right, Marshall. Marshall, you get 30 30 seconds. seconds. Kane. I mean, I already said it at the top. They're not worth (laughs) it. I didn't watch the game. (laughs) I didn't watch the game. I'll give 30 seconds. Major Kennedy got in. There you go. And he scored his first points. That was awesome. That was the best thing that happened in that game. Two and a half years. We put a bunch of our walk-ons in at the end of that game, too, and a couple of them hit threes. Yeah. Sam Green made an appearance. It was, was it was a beating. beating. This was a beating. It was a. I mean, they're a D three team. They look like a D three team. Do do other mid major schools play D three teams? Like, is it a common thing for a mid major to do in a regular season? I mean, I think for us, I don't think it's something we chose to do. I think this we wanted a home game, and we've done it. It's hard to schedule three, four years in a row now. Not D three, but non D one. Well, a couple of years it was like just one of those tournaments where you just there's a D two school in the. Like Shamanade is in that. Yeah, Shamanade yeah. just in that game. So like you play them. That, that, or, I can understand. Or that. Alaska's in Anchorage is in scheduling that. U sciences at home just to well, give you a home game. I think we have trouble scheduling. So I think sometimes just to get another home game because no one wants to play where we're at, we just get Which, desperate and end up having to pull anybody. somebody in. Is that in. still the case then? Because the DAC is better than it's ever been. Like there's got to be you can't. I, there are 16 teams in the Delaware Valley region that play D1 men's basketball. You're telling me that to fill an extra game, we can't get any of those schools to come in? I agree. I find it hard to believe, but who knows? I don't know why else we would play Kane University other than that it's, we just can't get anyone scheduled. I'm not sure if we're the only ones that do that. I, I think other teams do it. I've seen, like, even, Pitt. like, Georgetown. I've yeah. seen, like, play, like, a D2 team. Game. Really? It just happens, like, once in a while you'll see one of these teams just play a D2 team. It's just probably scheduling. Like maybe they just last minute they can't get somebody, so they just bring someone in to fill the, to actually have a home game. But I just don't like that. I don't like it either. Multiple years in a row. I don't. think I don't there's like Anything good that can come from it at our level? If we lose to them, we're a laughing stock. Yeah. If we beat them, it's a okay. You no need a D three team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, Austin Williams probably cares about that game because he had the best game of his entire career. <laughs> so I, I think he was able to propel that. Uh, Two other performances, but that was by far his... Uh, 16 and 11. Yeah. So and 8 of 9 shooting. I mean, mm-hmm. he's yeah. a great game. Uh, so I think that's enough for Kane. Yeah. That was more than 30 Way seconds. over 30 seconds. Way over 30 well, seconds. We can trim that down in post. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it all out. A little look behind the scenes yeah. for our Dragon's Cask subscribers. <laughs> all triple digits of them. <laughs> so the next game we had was Quinnipiac, which was uh, Return to Form. Yes. I'd say of uh, the Drexel we were used to going uh, watching before we went into the St. Joe's game. And even the first half of the St. Joe's game, we, uh, we did great. So we scored 51 points in the first half of that game. And that was, uh, I think a lot of that can be attributed to Rodney having another big game and Kari, uh, who in the last two games was kind of almost missing. Yeah. Not not the Kane game last day. Like, I was talking more about the St. Joe's and the and the Ryder game coming back to his It's almost like form. with Kari, like he has a real big game. And then the next team, wherever we play, watch you the tape it. of that game. Mm-hmm. Like that's where we're going to get the pen. That's what it seemed like to me. Like they were clearly made a concerted effort not to let him get an open shot today. And it was, I'm looking at these stats and he was killing it, Quinnipiac. So maybe we need a couple more games for them. And then, you know, two games down the line, someone's going to forget about this. He's going to blow up. But, I mean, that's where, where I'm feeling like he needs to have back-to-back really good games for me to think that he can be, like, a number one scorer. And maybe he never will be, and that's fine. I mean, I, I took a look at this before. Like, you look at the freshmen we've had season-wise, these two, Kirkley and, and Kari, are two of the best freshmen that we've had here so far. Like, Kari's season's up there with... Like, he's not far behind, like, Fouch and, and Damon. I don't think he's, like, I don't think you see that same potential level. Uh, Kirk's a different story. I think, Kirk, I mean, Kirk's going to be uh, probably one of the better players we've had here. But you're right. I mean, I think he needs, Kari's got a ways to go to develop and get, like, be able to create his own shot because he is too easily shut down right now with just being a uh, set. And he's got the sneaky drive that he can do. Mm-hmm. That Quinnipiac game... He, was, he started the game 5 for 5 from 3. And he also had 8 assists in that game. And he got CA player of the week. Or CA uh, freshman week, I think. I mean, he had, yeah, a, great, he had a great game. No, isn't denying Curry's uh, a great three-point shooter? Or 
And uh, he has, you know, if he's open, he can hit his shots. The only problem right now is he can't create his shots at all. Secondly, he seems to be very consistent from very specific distance from the basket. Like today he took like uh, NBA level three-point shot at one point and it was uh, way off. So he seems to have a very small zone of perfection. And if you can kind of almost get in his uh, face in that specific area, it, it's he seems to struggle to do anything. I'm also surprised sometimes when he doesn't take the shot when somebody sets a screen for him. Uh, you should just launch it. And on the other side of that, I'm also surprised we don't set more screens for mm-hmm. him. Like if you know a player like him, you're, he's, he's a great shooter. And uh, we pretty much needed him today to show up at the pen game. Uh, you would think we'd actually draw a place just to get him open for that shot, which we need so desperately to score. And I'm so I understand that we're trying to run this different kind of offense where maybe we want to everybody creates their own shot, or it's more about creating the shot for the other person. But uh, when you, when you have a player like Hari, who seems like an incredible shooter, you got to give him the opportunities. And like I feel like on a, almost like a bruiser team, we'd be setting more screens for the shooter than than. We did for Carl Reed today. That is the one thing Bruce's team did sell us. He just didn't recruit shooters for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other side of this. He wouldn't be on the team. Yeah, Carl Reed wouldn't be on our team, but we did set screens for Dom. Yeah, we had screws. Fouch. I mean, we had a couple for Fouch. We and I didn't see enough of that today, uh, or in the games where I see Carl struggle because they know to jump out on him every time he has the ball. Yeah, I think you're right. Rather than running like double screens for him, trying to get him open, yeah. we kind of run like. Kirk Lee drives in, like dishes out, or you know, yeah. Overton does, or it's like the same thing. Like we feed Rodney, the double team comes, we kick the ball around a bunch of times. But if they're staying with him and just specifically not leaving him open, then he's not gonna get a shot. I haven't seen anyone get keyed on other than him. Oh, uh, out of one of our players, Rodney. No, no, well, Rodney. Well, Rodney, he's gets a normal big man double team. But I think Kirk Lee too. Like at the end of that St. Joe's game specifically too. Like they were not gonna let. That's him true. Beat us. Well, they like, had. They, they were had, putting like one guy got picked. They ran the six ten guy up, so he wouldn't be able to shoot. Yeah, like, they were really. He, I agree with that. Kirk Lee at the end of St. Joe's game, and that's the problem with Kirk Lee is he can get blocked. Wasn't I saying that a couple episodes ago that my concern about Kirk Lee was yeah. his height and that crucial situations he can be taken out of it, if he and that's something that unless he has a. Malik Rose growth spurt <laughs> well, he, over his next two, three seasons. I think he even get better at he's already pretty good at getting the ball around people. I think he'll even get better at it. If he was six two, he'd be playing at like Duke or something. Oh, I agree. Like we wouldn't have this I kid. Agree. The only reason we have him is because he's five eight. I'm just pointing out the thing that will likely be a factor for the next three years. I mean, yeah. you could figure out a way around it. Like look at Justin Robinson and Monmouth, you know, like teams. Really well, good. I mean the answer is to put other good players around him. Yeah. So that exactly. they'll that our opponents will not be able to double team him or right. put their best defender on him. I mean we're heavily relying on freshman. Right I mean he's he's way beyond what I think any of us thought he would be. Absolutely. Point. I thought Major would be starting and we'd just have this kid come off the bench. I didn't expect All that. things considered, I love that Kirk Lee is our no, the kid's freshman stuck. starting point guard. No. By the way, Quinnipiac was also the second game in a row, if you counted Kane, that Austin Williams had a double-double. So, not often. The growth, uh, we've talked about this before. The growth of Austin Williams is really remarkable. Yeah. I mean, losing Rodney next year, he mm-hmm. actually gives me hope that we'll have a guy who can actually still give us a threat inside. Um, I don't think we'd have that. Yeah. yeah. No, he's been uh, – it's night and day with him. He's a completely different player than he was last year. Um, yeah, I think I remember when – his freshman year, when he, he started right out of the gate, his freshman year with Bruiser. And he seemed like, yeah, he seemed pretty good. Oh, this is guy, Austin Williams. And then he just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And especially last year. But now he's like, he's a, he's the offensive rebounds, the tip-ins, the king of the tip-ins. <laughs> I don't think anybody, uh, out of the Tyshawn Miles, the Rodney Williams, and I guess Austin Williams, he's by far the best guy to uh, judge uh-huh. the ball to tip it. Well, I... Uh, Boss He didn't suit up today. He didn't suit he's up. Hurt. I think he's hurt, right? He's hurt. How about but Major Kennedy? He didn't suit he up today either. Oh, yeah. must, I mean, from watching the first two games, he's got that huge knee brace on. I don't think he's anywhere near 100%. So they just put him in the Kane game? We, I think he's trying to play. Like, the kid's already lost two years. Yeah. 
And he's he, almost, this year is going to count regardless. Right? I mean, he can't redshirt anymore, so I think he's just trying to play through he's it. He's a junior, right? This is his... Because if it, he came yeah. in with Rodney... He is a junior. If this is Rodney's senior year. He is year. a junior, but he's, he's been out two years, so he might be able to get that Chris Fouch, like... Fifth year. Super sixth senior. Year. My guess would be he's going to end up transferring out somewhere else. Mm. Oh, you think so? Possibly. He'll be able to play right away, probably. And we have we have two guards next year. We're going to be uh, yeah. two transfers sitting out. Did both of his injury years... Like, did he play too deep into either of those years to avoid it? I don't think so. I don't think he played barely. Yeah, he didn't play I mean, either way, he's a good kid. Whether ah, he's, he's a great kid. with us or if he does do what you were just saying, Bill, and transfer out, I want to see him succeed. I yeah. want to see him. I couldn't agree more. Be in a good situation. It's uh, yeah, and I'd like to even see. You know, I'm also a little selfish. I, I'd like to see more of him at Drexel. Yeah, like I'd like. You're right. He's probably trying to play through whatever. And I'd like to see what an offensive-minded coach like Spiker can actually do to expand his game. Because we yeah. all know we we've talked about the limits that he had with some of his shooting from deep early on, and if Spiker can help him with that, that'd be awesome to see. Uh, anything else of the Quinnipiac game, guys? Before we jump to today's uh, battle of Thirty Third Street at the Palestra. No, I was going to actually say for the Penn game, we could have actually really used Major Day. I mean, Kirk Lee was struggling. This is probably, for our freshman, this is the only game the kids have been struggling, really. I mean, he's had a couple other games where he had a couple too many turnovers, but he really, I felt, just struggled in this game. And, like, Moran just isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. He can bring the ball up without turning the ball over most, yeah, it seems most like of Moran's the time. a lot less playing time. He just, he, he's, it's, I think it's getting more and more clear that he's just not quite enough of a threat to be out there. Maybe we need to take his name off his jersey again. <laughs> when <laughs> people don't know who he is. Right. Yeah, give him the number 30. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even a couple years ago when we had, um, like, Derek Thomas got suspended and, like, Dame was having a rough game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice to have that backup. You can just so you can give that guy a break. Yeah, let him mm-hmm. think about it a little bit and bring him in. And we don't really have that backup point guard now. Mm-hmm. Like we saw when when uh, Kirk Lee goes out, we're, we're running like Overton and uh, Iceland are bringing the ball up, and it's just like it, it doesn't look good. No. <laughs> it looks like it's a struggle to get the ball up the court. And no, Kirk definitely had a had a tough game today. Um, I don't know how much of that is just uh, him being a little tired, him trying to do too much. Uh, that being said, uh, one player that didn't have a bad game today was uh, Miles Overton, and uh, he had an incredible game. I think that he had his best game of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Had to be. I wouldn't yeah. say incredible. It had to be his best game of the season. Best, best game. game of the season. Well, I, I think what Overton was able to do very early on in the season is set the bar low. <laughs> so, <laughs> trust me, I know. I've been doing that my entire life. Yeah. So, based on that, like I was like, Overton had an incredible game well, for a man who was Fair. shooting ten percent to yeah. start the year. Okay. And I mean, he had a good. I mean, he had a good game. He, I think he played the best of anyone in that game. He had the game. I uh, think the coaching wise. staff probably, and including himself, probably expected him to have from the beginning of the season. Even us going yeah. into the season, that's the kind of game. We expected that Overton. Overton was a player we thought we'd have to rely heavily on scoring. Did we think we did that, or game? did we hope that? We hoped that. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think he had enough. I mean, from what I was saying at the beginning of the year was either if he doesn't bring scoring, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I wasn't anticipating, you know, Kirk Lee and Colorado. Janssen over here just being what they are. But with him starting that, if we if he started that cold and we didn't have those freshmen, we would have been awful. I mean, just terrible. Yeah. And it kind of... You saw in the exhibition game, like a lot of things, he was taking a lot of shots. He seemed to like be the alpha male, he was going to shoot a lot, and then he couldn't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Three games in a row, uh, and other guys stepped up. And you know, I guess when you go out through, throughout a season, roles change, and you just kind of find your way as a team. I missed tip off today. Did he start? No, no, oh, he's not been starting. No. He's been better since he hasn't been. Yeah, yeah, I think we're kind of sticking with what works with him. Okay. Um, he played great today. I wouldn't say he played amazing, but he played very good. Um, you know, he went five of twelve from three. I thought he shot better than that from watching it. Um, than the numbers indicate. Um, well, I think oh, he, he had did a... take he did take his fair share of shots though. You know, that's one thing Overton did a lot in the beginning of the season and we were on him because he was shooting at a alarmingly low rate. But today he took the same number of shots, but he just hit a much higher percentage. I didn't feel like he took Bad shots either. Like the ones His that he has looked good. The ones yeah. that he took, um, end of the shot clock. I mean, there's one I remember saying to Bill, that's a bad shot. And then it went in. I was like, mm, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was like a quick pop three with yeah, a guy yeah, had yeah. his hand in his face. Mm-hmm. But the re- other than that, I thought like the rest of the shots were fine. I mean, we what's the deal with all of our? We can't make layups. Other than Kirk Lee, yep. we have a team full of layup brickers. Mohica can't hit a layup. Overton can't hit a layup. Rodney Some Williams can't hit, yeah, can't, can't hit a layup. Rodney can hit layups. Rodney can hit layups. He missed a critical layup. Well, today. Uh, okay, Rodney, if you get him out of his comfort zone of right around the basket, it becomes like if he starts driving, like at the end of the game, mm-hmm. that drive from the top of the baseline was a very no ill-advised move. There was a couple of things. Get in the, the post. post. Do you yeah. think that was drawn up that way? Yeah, what are you talking about so. the steal? There was a, yeah. There was we a missed three the critical layups. Kirk Lee shit. missed a layup on a, on a fast break. Rodney missed a layup. Sam Mojica missed, missed a layup. layup. And Overton missed a layup when he got fouled. And should have easily just, you know, that's the game right there. Yeah, and uh, I, there was a couple of things today that really concerned me towards the end of the game. And, all, I, and I don't want to blame it all on Kirk Lee because... He did, he did seem like he tried to do too much sometimes. Sometimes he was an unnecessary amount of dribbling for passing mm-hmm. the ball. But the I think it all pinnacled with the one of the last plays of the game where he passed it to Rodney on top of the key and Rodney decides to drive it in. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. What, what kind of feedback did you receive at the last time out or the last uh, dead ball that that's the move you've decided to go with? Because he instantly lost the ball. Yeah, it was such. It was a critical. After that, he had to start fouling and tried to get back in the game. Yeah, well, that was the end of the game at that point. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Lee was dribbling too much today. I, I thought, like in the beginning, he had some great assists, especially he did in the first half. I felt like he had. You know, he has. Like he he tries to make that like great assist maybe a little too often. Um, he maybe dribbles around. He's looking for that like thread the needle pass, and then. When you dribble too much like that, you're opening yourselves up for a turnover possibly, and you're 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 not getting the ball movement. I didn't think our ball movement was great today. I have to agree that the, the ball movement was especially pretty especially compared bad today. to other games where our ball movement's been very good. Ball movement wasn't very good. Penn moved the ball very. Penn was like an X's and O's offense today. They were just methodically going through their X's and O's, and you know they'd hit. To your point about setting screens for Kari, they're setting screens for all their random white bums they had shooting up threes. <laughs> and they were hitting them. RWBs. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, going into the pen game, I thought actually even John Moran would get more minutes. And he saw no minutes today. Uh, or barely any minutes today. Uh, Jeremy Peck was barely in. Today we went with one of the most the shortest lineups like we've ever had because this season so far usually we'd actually sub in like Tyshawn Miles only got eight minutes usually I see more of him out there uh, oh short in terms of roster depth yeah roster depth sorry yeah and yeah, we uh, should have played him a little more I think that's uh, an defensive liability you, yeah. quick. our whole defense was a liability no but, no, but saw, he, he was very slow at his feet I think we yeah. went to that lineup because our guys were getting our big men were getting beat other than Rodney and Austin like you had the other guys in there, and they were just they had getting... a four-guard lineup. Yeah, yeah I mean, the four they don't guards. play that. Miles just got totally blown by with a yeah. simple drive okay. to the left. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, like, just... What happened? He got yeah. blown by. He's not meant to be guarding out like that. Yeah, he needs, he needs to be, to be in the paint. He needs yeah. to be banging in the paint. That's all he should be doing. How about Sammy Mojica? Whatever happened to him? He just went... He played the most... He played the most minutes out of anybody, and did, did it seem like it to me? I didn't seem like it to me, other than the rebounding. Yeah, I was gonna say Sammy. He unfortunately didn't have you know that much scoring, but he didn't take that many shots. For some reason, Sammy uh, isn't taking as many shots as uh, he did in the beginning of the season. I don't know if some of that is because he sees that there's Kari, there's Kirk Lead, there's better potential scores out there. Uh, his inability to score a layup still baffles me. And uh, it's just, I don't understand how, how that's possible, especially because he, he's able very high to get those rebounds. But he is one of the, he's the second best rebounder we have on the team. Yeah, he seems like he's more of the um, he's a pseudo all around kind yeah. of player that we have, that he's very much doing the dirty work to get rebounds and to get defensive plays. Mohik is like a great role player. Like he's, he's actually like doing a great job yeah. of rebounding. He's gonna get you some open looks when he has, when he has, when he has open looks. He's gonna hit the knock down the shot, but you can't expect too much more out of him other than that. Like he's not going to. I don't see him as a go to. No, he's definitely not a go to. He's if he's your three, you're not you're not too bad with it. But um, I, I really like 
I like what I saw in Overton today. And if we can keep that going and um, maybe Kirk Lee you know, bounces back. Rodney didn't really have a good game either. Yeah. Um, we got to find ways for Kyrie to kind of be more consistent. Um, but if Over- Overton really is the one guy on our team that the shot clock's running down. We don't know what to do. You can dump it to him, and he can at least get off a shot. Um, and that, that's what we really need going into CAA play, I think. And He's the Tavon Allen. I mean, Tavon Allen was the guy last year. He can get his shot off at any time. Oh, yeah. He's going to be great. All the time, no, but that's not over to this year. Like, yeah, he's the one guy who he can. I think he can get a shot off at any point. Um, yeah. I think we've talked about this before. The difference is Overton's shot looks good, and a lot of times doesn't go in. Mm-hmm. Tavon's shots looked bad and were very ill-advised and went in an inordinately high percentage. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't explain. I like, I like Tavon's though. Oh, I do too. Why, uh, Tavon's shots went in, but well, hold on. While we're still on the topic of the Drexel. Uh, pen, pen game. Yeah. No student section for either school. No oh, pep man. band for either school. Oh, no no cheerleaders. Oh, there was a lot of people school. there. And but the game was packed. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, almost packed. It was probably like, like a like family. Six, like six no, thousand. it was it was more packed than I expected with the number of like it's probably more non-students there than actual students for that. Oh, that, for right? sure. Yeah. I think when we did that defense chant, we were the loudest guys in the gym. Like everyone could hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was one of those games where five people could take and it over. A lot of people were not. A bunch happy of old it. people and kids watching the game. Like, yeah, you're trying to so, watch a quiet basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that kind of disappointed me. Like Philly yeah, basketball, no. one of the things is like you get your student sections out, you get your pet bands out, you get your dance. Like make it actually feel like a college game. It shouldn't happen at this time. It's just. Uh, oh, I agree. It, the The rivalry game should happen when students are in class. I mean that's but, the. Both schools have enough students in the Philadelphia area that a little more work could have been done to get students out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, it's also the bad thing about sometimes. Uh, I don't know if Dak Pack necessarily bought tickets themselves, but I saw a lot. There was a decent number of Drexel fans there. I agree. It just seemed that they were dispersed throughout the entire throughout the entire palestra. Which, uh, so as a result of that, you can't. There's no like. One section that can get loud. Mm-hmm. That being said, we had some drugs fans right by us. Yeah. I think somebody was holding uh, mini Icelandic flags or something, yeah. right? So, yeah. so that was... Uh, Dude, so I mean, I miss, I miss the days of the rollouts, you know, the Drexel pen. The rollouts would have been nice this year. That, that was... That so was, much material. The, the, yeah, I think so. that helps when it's during... during. Uh, I think th- those used to come out when we, it was one of the first games of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember a pen game used season. to be one of the games or, we used to start our start our season off with. Mm-hmm. Probably attribute that to be during the actual Christmas break when yeah. students are really out. Yeah, but yeah. we we had games against them during break before, and we had like an actual section of students. It, it just takes a little bit of effort. Yeah, I'm with Marshall on this. There should have been at least some students there as the like, actual section. Yeah, yeah. I would I would understand that we wouldn't be fully packed. But, you know, I, I feel like back in the day when we were doing, we had packed, we used to bring like a whole section of Drexel. Remember we used to always like... March down 33rd. We'd, yeah. yeah we'd have, and then we they did. would kick us out yeah. of our seats I, and we again, would bitch at the I want to go back and there was two reasons for that. One being, yeah, it was one of the first games of the season. And another being the fact that I thought the, when we had the Big Fight Classic, it also helped too. It was mm-hmm. like a Saturday. It was like full day mm-hmm. of basketball. And uh, once they stopped, I, I wish they brought that back, yeah. honestly. It's Even though we're not part of the Big Five, yeah. there should there's no reason not to have a triple header yeah. with the six Philadelphia schools. Yeah, like, right. And that's what keep happen. The biggest Big Five tradition that's left is them saying that Drexel's not part of the Big Five. That's yeah. that, that's their only real tradition. But fine, keep us out of the Big Five. But just have a triple header. It's good for Philadelphia basketball. I know, and, and, and they still technically have the Big Five Classic. They just announced the winner of the team after all three teams. Uh, all f- uh, the other five teams have played each other. Yeah, which, which is, is hilarious. But uh, yeah, no, the triple headers are great. But so one thing I did uh, after since the last time we recorded was uh, there's this I guess metric that's uh, developed by uh, the same guy who de- uh, John Hollinger who does the player efficiency rating called Game Score, which kind of takes the points, how many field goals, how many field goals attempted, free throws attempted, and kind of devises a score out of it. So based on that, who do you guys think the top five Drexel players this year? Not counting the pen game today. Wait, what's in the algorithm? 
It's uh, he's gonna he's gonna do the big data. In, in, big I'm gonna, data. I'm gonna do the calculation. Right here. Instant mental math over here. Uh, so it's points, uh, field goals attempted, field goals made, free throws attempted. Free so throws field goals made. attempted is to have more is good, or it's oh, it's part of the factor. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll, you want me to read the formula out? I'll read the formula out. Points, number of points plus point four times field goals minus. 0.7 times field goals attempted. Minus 0.4 times free throws attempted minus free throws made. Plus 0.7 times offensive rebounds. Plus 0.3 times defensive rebounds. Plus steals. It's called the player efficiency score? This is the game score. It's the okay. individual productivity score per game. Uh, the player efficiency rating is a different thing. Uh, but he, this is the same guy that developed both Hollinger. Uh, 0.3 times defensive rebounds plus steals plus 0.7 times assists plus 0.7 times block minus 0.4 times personal fouls oh, yeah. minus turnovers. Nick, could you repeat that formula back? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to. He's absorbed it. He's absorbed it. He's doing the mental very high right now. So what's your question? My question is not counting the pen game today. Not counting the pen game today. But counting every other game except for, of course, the... What is it? The first NAIA game we had in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Kaiser. Who's our highest player efficiency score? No, the top five. Not just the highest. I'll say Rodney's probably Rodney's Rodney. number one. Rodney. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big whoop, guys. Good job. You guys all win. I'm going to say Iceland prize. is number two. Uh, don't look. No, uh, sorry. I, w- I wasn't looking. I'll Iceland say, is not number two. No. Yeah. I'll say Overton is maybe number two. Uh, Overton. No, too many you, 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 came to, you came to a game where Overton had a great game. That is not what you the early, Oh, that would have been. The yeah. early games, Preston, he was like. Ten percent from everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. All right, I removed Bob. <laughs> I removed Overton. Uh, so let's let's go. Now. So Marshall, so, you said Rodney's first. Yeah, Everybody, I think, has I think said Rodney's, Rodney's first. first. And we all agree Rodney's first. So I guessed Iceland second. Number two, I think there's a. Oh, I didn't get the pick. Okay. I'll say Lee. Go. All right, number cruncher, go ahead. Austin Williams. No. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Lee is number two. It's not that as, uh, you know, there's a reason metrics like this get developed. It's usually based on anecdotal evidence of what you also see. Yeah, right? like, so, it, Kirk Lee is number two. I would have thought yeah. too like rebounds and too many turnovers. Maybe after the pen game. But, but, <laughs> but no, no, right. Right. Game, yeah. I think turnovers so hurt him consistently. By the way, both Kirk Lee and Rodney Williams have a pretty high range. Their average is the highest. The However, team. their range is consistently higher. Some mm. of the other players that I'll mention going forward have much, they're more consistent okay, so overall. They're more okay. yeah, uh, their range is a lot lower. But uh, who's the third best? Bill, you can go first. I thought Janssen probably. Yeah. Said, yeah. No. What? So that Janssen. Oh, okay. Overton. Mojica. Yeah, I was where I go with Sammy Mojica is our third best player. That's a bullshit rating. On a game by yeah, game. No, the fact that you... The, the thing that we... Well, oh, he gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He does get a lot of rebounds. Rebound. Rebound. Yeah. So I can okay. see that happening. That's a critical stat. And uh, that's he rebounds a crap on the ball. And he probably takes yeah. more closer percentage of shots. He plays making most, shots. Than he plays a lot of No, but remember, he's shots. not. A, he doesn't make a ton of layups. Again, this is not the player efficiency rating. This is a productivity rating. So, number of minutes is not the consideration. I can see that. Right. Janssen, and then... Number four. Janssen. I've Janssen. Number four is not Janssen. It's it's over 10. No, it's not over 10. No, it's not over 10. I'm going to say Austin Williams. Williams. Austin Williams yeah. is number four. Really? Okay. Uh, let, me take out, let me just take out the King game to see if that drops yeah, it. No, he's still number four, I think. Yeah. Even without the King game. And number five is, of course, you guys have been guessing Kari since the I'm since Rodney. So, yes, it's Kari. Right. I'm going to say John Moran. <laughs> So we're just Overton in rank in this That makes sense. He'd be getting better as he goes on. Yeah, not counting today's game, Overton... Was uh, one, eight? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. eight? Peck was better. Wow. Overton was very bad in the beginning of the season. Like, Did Peck play the week? I have a hard time saying Peck. Peck played a little bit. Peck stinks. Who's Peck? I think this is hey, an example of big data gone. No, wrong. not necessarily. You got to take into all the games into consideration, yeah. and you're taking an average. I mean, how we were very down in overtime. I mean, I, I Overton was like the coldest I've ever seen a player be, knowing that he should be better. <laughs> like watching him play, like you can't eleven percent from the field. I think he was at some point. I mean that. Yeah, a shot should accidentally go in at a, at a higher rate than that. Uh, if I just look at the last four games, not are you taking the, the Kane game out of there? There's a lot of 
skewed stats. Oh, true. I'll take the Kane game out, and I'm going to look at the three games before the Penn game. So Quinnipiac, Ryder, St. Joe's, uh, St. Joe's Drexel. So if I take Sorry, that, man. the Oli player, uh, Miles, of course, is now sixth. Yeah, if you take out the, the Kane game. I took out the Kane game, and I also uh, uh, I also took out um, Safety. the... Uh, there's no Penn game in here, so yeah, just okay. keep, it's only three games in here right now. Rodney, Kirk, and Sammy, still top three. Nothing's changed there. Okay, yeah. Fourth is Tyshawn Miles. Really? really? Tyshawn. And that's Big where they got barely any minutes today. Good game, and fifth is Austin Williams. Sixth is Miles. Kyrie doesn't come in till seventh. Because Kyrie had, against St. Yeah. Joe's and Ryder, he had awful games. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, he's, but he he's, had a great game against Quinnipiac. He did. He had a great game against Quinnipiac, which non, actually brought his old number up. That's do non-calls on potential game-tying shots <laughs> get factored into this? Uh, no, oh. because unfortunately, I know, it's, it's uh, purely based on the wonderful algorithm I can, I'm sure Nick can recite back to you. Yeah. Uh, 0.7 times field goals <laughs> attempted times 30. It's wrong already, yeah, but that's not, good. That's good yeah. stuff. Um, this sounds like me trying to remember finance formulas when I was in business school. So from uh, actual other players that stood out in the last four games, anybody that, of course, Miles Overton, I think we missed him exponentially in the games that we did not have him. Mm-hmm. Uh like, I think Nick uh, mentioned in the beginning how much uh, St. Joe's game would have been different if he had Miles. I absolutely agree that Miles would have been very useful in that game. And he would have stopped Newkirk at the end of the game. Yeah. He no. would have stopped Newkirk. But... I don't know if he could have stopped him, but I think he would have been a better player on Newkirk yeah. than who we had, uh, just because from a size standpoint. And is there any other players of note other than maybe uh, Miles that you guys would like to highlight? In the last uh, few games, including the Penn game that we just saw, yeah, I'd like to see a little more Sam Green. I'm actually disappointed he hasn't been playing. I mean, the kid came in, thought he gave some solid minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he earned at least another look. Some minutes. I think he earned another look. Like tonight when we went to that four, like a four guard lineup, put him as the four. Yeah, he's yeah, big. He, he can play in the perimeter. Let him get out there. So he did not play today. I, I mean, we put well. Peck in. I didn't. No. Peck didn't do. He looked lost out there. Peck. Look terrible. Yeah. For a Put Sam Green in over him. I don't know why he's not. I mean, oh. unless you're seeing, I think Spike are seeing uh, Sam Green as a three, and right. Peck is a four. Right. Okay. I mean, Peck only got like two minutes today and did nothing. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be playing Sam Green over Peck. I would I put. Pe- I would put him in the four if need be. I mean, the kid's big enough. He just. He literally did not register anything. Sam Green didn't play. I mean, most discouraging thing for me is I don't think we worked the ball around very well. Yeah. Um, I agree today. with that. Um, in comparison to what we've done. I'm not sure why. I mean, when um, we do work the ball. And another thing we didn't talk about is the defensive lapses yeah. that we have. Like, that was all year. Um, but it happened all year. Um, I felt today was especially bad. I think given the white stiffness of Ken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but those coaches, know, like Spiker and Donahue, know each other really well. So I think maybe it could be that you know Donahue knew – what type of offense we're going like to be running? Taylor, know what type of offense? Yeah, yeah but maybe Donahue's uh, you know a little Donahue's more advanced. The older Donahue Spitzman. knew that Spiker yeah. would know what type of offense he was running. Spike, it's so Donahue changed. No, Does even he on our inbounds, our inbounds know that he knows. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, but exactly. I, our inbounds plays. I think that might be his son. Look terrible. Now. Inbounds, the inbounds yeah. plays. The name I, is uh, doesn't look good. Jack, uh, Jackson. Jackson yeah. Donahue. Yeah, that like is it's almost like there, there may be some relation there. All right. The frustrating thing about our defense, we gave up way too many open threes. Way, way too many open threes. I mean, I almost like... all of their threes were they won eight for twenty one from three. I think all twenty one of them were, were open looks. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I just that number. Right? I think nineteen out of twenty one were open looks. Uh, there I, were just, a I, mean, lot I can live with looks. that. The amount of times they got the ball at the rim. Well, yeah, you got to consider that too. both of those things that kills me more. They both, and I think it's a little bit of just focus and effort because we went into that timeout. They they went up ten. We went into the timeout. We came out of the timeout playing hard defense for about like three minutes mm-hmm. or so, and then we came back ironically into the game, and then they called timeout, and then we lost our defensive focus again. Like it's just like almost like a mentality that we just need to. Turn the dial on 
for the whole game. Yeah, and some not of that, just minutes of the game. Yeah, and some of that goes back to the young team that we have, right? Like we have a pretty much uh, two of our starters are freshmen, mm-hmm. and what, our starting point guard, who's having an incredible season, is a freshman. And we rely on these guys, and in the end of the day, they don't have that level experience yet. Where I think they can uh, continuously do that consistent performance yet. Eva, the individual plays I'm thinking of weren't even the freshmen. They were like Mohika just lets a guy blow by him out of the blue, and you know Austin Williams loses a man. Tyshawn Miles, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's a few with Kirk. Kirk Lee, his issue is just sometimes he's too short. Like he just can't get the rebound. But, yeah. Did you see the number of screens that Penn was setting, though? Like, yeah. I felt like they mm-hmm. were literally, every time they passed the ball off, the player would be setting a screen. They a lot of every time. They were, they were good screens. Yeah. I, I give them credit to that. Well, they do good screens, and they do move the ball around much better. Than this looked like a Penn team game. old. Mm-hmm. It almost reminded me of the Penn team. We, like, not the Penn team we've beaten seven years in a row, or how many years? Like, the, eight, the, seven? The yeah, blown out by teams. They reminded this me looks more like a Dunphy Penn team. Yeah, they're, they're going to be good. This guy is going to get them back to the top of the Ivy League yeah. in two, two years, I would say. I, yeah. I believe that. He's a good coach. He's getting a good player. That freshman that they have in is pretty good. AJ um, they're moving the ball well. He's yeah. going to bring them back. This, yeah, they're big it man. looked like AJ? the Dunphy team. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he was really He's solid. a freshman player. Well. So, with that, uh, so we have four games coming up. The CA tournament, uh, CA teams are coming up. We have James Madison, Northeastern mm-hmm. at home. Uh, I mean, direct uh, at home for us. Uh, UNCW at home for us. And then William and home, uh, Mary away. So, if the four of those... CAA games coming up, games that actually matter for us, uh, depending for our seeding in the tournament in North Charleston mm-hmm. in March. So UNCW is actually getting top twenty-five votes. What? Are they really? They played yeah. tonight. Let me see how they did. So, really? Oh, they are eleven and one. It right looks now. like so the, the CAA is doing well. CAA Northeastern well. beat Michigan no, State. They're eleven and one right now. I think Michigan State's down this year. Or eleven and two. Elon got Grayson Allen uh, suspended yeah. indefinitely. Right <laughs> before we jump into those four specific games, the predictions. Let's talk about Spiker suits. <laughs> suits. Um, I don't have to say about the suits as usual. I will say today's tie look was very flashy. That yellow one kind of looked like a Trump tie. But hopefully it wasn't that. You didn't like it. Marshall, he's shaking his head. I, I, I disagree that I think it was Trump-esque. Trump's, Trump's power ties are very, like, bold color. Trump would never wear a, a yellow bold tie. Yellow. There's no such thing as a bold yellow. If it was gold, <laughs> that was yellow. Oh, shit, your face. Like, <laughs> if it was, no, you guys are laughing at the suit segment. I've had Rob Falcone came up. Shout out to you, Rob. He said this is his favorite part of the podcast. He's already a fan so, of the podcast. You don't need to cater to him. Cater to new fans, Nick. To new ones. New fans. Go ahead. By the way, is this a, is this a tie segment? <laughs> I, I checked that he had a navy right, blue we're, suit. We're making a tie I, I like the right suit now. itself. I'm not sure if it was hemmed appropriately. I, I couldn't what see. What do you mean? This hemming. is the same suit he's worn in like three other games. Before. He only has four suits, for God's sake. I mean, that... no, he's got a gray suit. I still he guess that bruiser probably left a couple suits around the deck. Even if he's wearing his suits, they're the wrong size. They're Listen, not the I've same. Seen him wear. <laughs> I'm just saying, he should have more. He has that navy. He's wore this navy blue before, but yeah. he also has a gray. That gray is gray. definitely he's swimming in. Yeah, the gray one. Well, the gray one's the one he. This wore one to I Kaiser. think might be tailored. Yeah. yeah. So that today looked fine. If, if I was a betting man, I'd say he has no tailored suits. <laughs> he has some tailored uh, suits that he's bought off the rack that fit him better than others. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably that true. being said, do you guys have any comments on any other suits other than today's? I can't remember. I, I think the St. Joe's one, he had the gray one that he, that he was swimming in. Yeah. So, yeah. Aside from St. Joe's, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. Once you said one thing about, I guess, uh, the suit once you see the same suit at this point. Yeah. The suit segment's really going to show over here. Spiker, someone this, gets Spiker's This is the highlight suits. of the podcast. Right. For you, maybe. But yes, that's, that's good. All right, let's go that on. Being said, as we talk about individual people's favorite segments, can we? Can I give a quick shout out to the women's team who has been getting uh, their number two in the ESPN mid-major poll, which I don't put a ton of stock in. They beat... George Mason pretty handily yesterday had an unfortunate loss at the second half of, or on the second end of a two-game tournament today to UMass. Um, they lost to UMass. Yeah, they lost to UMass. Wait, today. did they play them twice? They beat UMass. They must have played them twice because I saw 
I got the alert earlier today that they lost. I have a yeah. win against UMass. They beat UMass. Tonight. Yeah. You got your alerts. They're in the, they were in the championship game. If it was against you. Oh, I apologize. Yep. They beat you. Yeah. ESPN's alerts are pretty bad because earlier today it gave me an alert that said UMass won. They won their last 47. seven games. Okay. So even better shout out to Drexel Six Women's games. Basketball. Um, I'm going to predict that they're going to have some top 25 votes in one of the next, uh, in one of the upcoming polls. Mm, that's great. That's good for yeah. them. That's a shout out to them. So with that, Nick, you want to start the predictions this week? We have James Madison. So we got four games before the yeah. next podcast? He did. Um, Do you want me to read out the game? No, or? I see him. I okay. see him. Um, we are going to beat George James Madison. We're going to lose to... Hold on. James Madison win. Northeastern win. UNCW loss. Win and Mary loss. Win-win, loss-loss. Ooh, the exact opposite of what we've been doing so far at Drexel, which is usually the loss-loss win-win. Yeah, if you follow our current our sequence now, the next one will be a loss followed by two wins, right? Yeah. But I'm not saying that. Sorry, what did you say? Win-win, loss-loss? I said win-win, um, loss-loss. Loss, loss. Yep. Interesting. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I mean, James Madison, and they're 2-11. and 11. I'm going to say we win that one. Northeastern, I don't know, they're they're kind of around where we are, like just around 500. They beat I'm, Michigan State. Yeah, they beat Michigan State. State. I'm going to say we lose to Northeastern, unfortunately. Um, UNC Wilmington, that's going to be well, interesting. They're, they're really good. They scored 123 points in one game. They did? Yeah. And I mean, granted, the team they were playing was scored 113, so the ball was clearly up and down the court. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, especially with our reliance on freshmen, if we end up playing the style game that is leading to UNC Wilmington, and they've had plenty of other games in the hundreds and high 90s and low 90s. Uh, if we're playing that style of game, if our reliance on freshmen can keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm going to say we probably lose to UNC Wilmington. We're going to have to shoot the lights out if we be, if we're going to beat them. Um, and then what was the fourth game? I'm sorry. I'm declaring a loss. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of analysis. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying... <laughs> no, I didn't give any analysis. I just give facts. <laughs> Unless oh, you're, God. Unless you're <laughs> analyzing <laughs> your own performance, which in that case you disregard facts completely. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be clear. I was like, wait, so the loss or a win? Which one? <laughs> I, I'm predicting a loss, but if we were to win, that's how we would have to play to win. Fair. Uh, the other ones I'm saying, like JMU, I don't think there's a way we lose that game unless there's like... We shouldn't lose that game. Northeastern, I'm predicting it's... I think it's kind of a toss-up. I'm going loss. UNC Wilmington, I'm predicting loss, but it, if, it would shock me if we won because we would have to shoot lights out. And then what was the last one, Elon? Uh, William, last, William and Mary. At William and Mary. At William and Mary. I'm going to say we win that one. All right. Billy Bob. I'm going 1-3 with the win Ooh. at JMU. This negative Ooh. Nelly over That's here. That's a bit illusion, actually. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm Based good. on our performance, I just think we lose the teams we're going to lose to. And... <laughs> so that's been kind of the at theme. William and Mary. It's gonna, it's if it's at home, game. maybe it's different. But I think we lose William and Mary on the road. The other two, I think we lose. Those two teams are Northeastern probably has the leading candidate for uh, Player of the Year at this point. TJ Williams and and Wilmington's been playing really well. And Northeastern's beat Michigan State and UConn. We have no. I think we beat them at home though. Two. I don't think so. We'll see. Do you think that's <laughs> do you think that's a close loss? It could be close. I think we usually fare pretty well against Northeastern. Um so I, th- I think it'll be close. I mean they're not superstars, but they I think they're gonna beat us. They're predicted to be better than they've shown, right? They beat some good teams. I just think they're losing yeah, they aren't playing as well as they should be. Yeah. They have a transfer from Florida, um, who's been playing pretty well and they have T J Williams. I don't like I don't know if you remember this guy. He wasn't very good last year. He didn't yeah, do that much. He's having now a he's, year. he's having a beast of a year. Hmm. He's hmm. probably going to be player of the year in the conference. I mean, if he keeps where he's at right now, 
I mean, the kid is... Uh, uh, he got a long season, so... But the kid's averaging, like, over 20 a game. And he's just playing, like, really well. So, I, I don't know. I think... I don't even remember him last year. I think he averaged, like, five or six a game last year. Now he's averaging 21. Wow. And he's also... Assist-wise, he's also the leading assist. Uh, has the most assists in the league. So, he's right now the favorite for player of the year in the conference. So, I'm going to give him... averaging average? seven a game at 21. Yeah, 5.8 assists a game. Steroids. <laughs> I think I'm going uh, James Madison as a win. Northeastern and UNC both at home. Uh, we're going to lose and then we're going to beat William Race. I'm going win, loss, loss, win. So we're going to lose the home games and win the away games. I'm going with Preston, um, would you like some guest uh, predictions? I am actually going to go with the same prediction of a win, loss, loss, win. Oh, win man. the road games. I'm going with the feeling that we may get lucky over William and Mary. I think UNC Wilton and Northeastern are going to be more definite losses. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm going to be in TJ Williams' ear on the sideline all game long <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen. I'll video probably charge us for like 40. Let's give a shout out to our 31st follower <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> Canadian Jizz. <laughs> Is that really his name? <laughs> All right. I think you pronounced that. <laughs> you yes. sure that wasn't Major Canadian? <laughs> Major Canadian's <Kennedy's> wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. All I see is Canadian G-I-S. I'm yeah. going to say yeah. that's Canadian jizz. I go yeah, it. but he's talking about geospatial <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm just that's how it's abbreviated. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dragon's Cast. You can follow us on Twitter where our handle is underscore Dragon's Cast. And you can find us on Instagram also, where our handle is simply DragonsCast. Zip it up, zip it out.